This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today's topic is reasons you might not be able to retire. And with me today, I have financial planner Julie Chadwick. Welcome, Julie. Thanks, Mary, for having me. Absolutely. So, reasons you might not be able to retire sounds like a topic that maybe isn't going to be so fun. (laughs) Definitely something people don't want to hear. I think you want to take this information and make sure that this doesn't happen to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, retirement is a big change for a lot of people. There's a lot of planning that goes into most people's retirement. And there are absolutely some challenges and some things that people tend to bump up against when they are planning for and moving into retirement that they might not have really spent quite enough time thinking about. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, help you avoid those pitfalls. So, all right, Julie, start us off. What's maybe the top thing that we see that prevents people from having a strong retirement? Not having enough money. Ah, (laughs) well, that was probably kind of an easy one for people to figure out, right? (laughs) And just really just knowing how much money you need to retire is really what people struggle with. I, I think that's very true. And I think that is a struggle. I think that it's very, very easy to underestimate how much you're going to need and then feel like you're caught short. And the last thing that you really want to ever feel is maybe you shouldn't have retired. Or the fact that you never want to hear, maybe I'm going to have to go back to work. Yeah, that's (laughs) not a good one. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, here's the thing is that market downturns are generally what drive people back to work in retirement. So if you have a market downturn, if you have a a bear market, which is defined as the markets are down 20% from what their high is, then a bear market combined with you taking money out of your investments can create kind of a I don't know, like a perfect storm of negativity in retirement. Right. If you don't have all your ducks in a row and your money in the right baskets, it can really affect whether you're able to retire or not or stay retired. Absolutely. So when you think about how much money you're going to need, because, you know, on this show, we're certainly not going to tell you a problem without giving you a solution. (laughs) (laughs) But when you think about how much you're going to need for retirement, then there's a couple of different tips and tricks that we can share with you that are going to help you estimate that a little bit better and then help you line up your money in a way that you're not going to be so affected by market downturns when they happen. And they are going to happen. That's just part of the money cycle. That's just part of the planning. So Right. So when you're trying to estimate how much money you're going to need, we kind of like to think about it like there's an easy way and there's a hard way. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of times people are thinking that they need the same amount of money to retire as as the as what they've been living on while they were working and that really isn't the case. Right. It's usually about probably 70 to 80% different. Mm-hmm. How much that's how much less you're probably going to need because there's factors in there that you're not spending on when you're in retirement. Yeah, so what people most commonly aren't thinking about is that when you're working and you're getting paid wages, then they're taking at least 7.5% of your checkout for things like FICA taxes. Right. And when you are retired and you're taking money out from other income sources and they're not wages, you don't have to pay that. 
So that's a big chunk of money. It is. So you can go 7.5% less income into retirement and have exactly the same lifestyle as you did before you retired. Right. And you can think about all the other things that are taken out of your check, like your, you know, if your savings in your 401k, mm-hmm. your health insurance, things, things like that. Those are all factors that play into not expenses you're going to have in retirement. Right. And that 401k, Julie, that you just said, that's a big one because a lot of people, by the time they get to retirement, they're contributing a healthy percentage of their income to their 401k plan, might be 10 or 15%. So if you're contributing 15% and you also don't have to pay FICA, now there's over 20% of your income that you don't have to have coming in in retirement, and you still have exactly the same kind of retirement lifestyle that you had before you stopped working. So that's one thing to keep in mind. So if you're planning for it, then to kind of equalize where you are now, probably be looking, like Julie said, somewhere in that 70 to 80% range of what you're making now for what you're going to need. Now, the hard way to do this is to actually create a full-fledged budget. And that usually is the plan that kills everybody. They're like, right. oh, budget, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's the B word in our world. <laughs> That's probably the number one thing that people do not want to come to terms with or say they or don't. sit down and do a budget. Right. Yeah. And, and people kind of shamefacedly look at us and are like, well, I know I should live on a budget, but I don't. And the truth is, if you haven't been living on a budget, you're sure not going to start now. <laughs> not a good time to try and start one when you're planning retirement. So Right, exactly. So that is the hard way. Yeah. And, and the good thing, the good news about that is you don't actually have to do one. <laughs> There's an easier way to do this. And we call it an income gap assessment where what we just look at is, well, what's the net income coming into your household now? What sources of money are you going to stop having? What new sources of money are going to start? What expenses are going to go away like we just talked about? And then what new expenses will start? Like you're probably not used to paying for a Medicare supplement policy, but maybe you are used to paying for health insurance. Mm -hmm. So we look at kind of those net-net differences. And so we have a great process to figure out what the gap is going to be in retirement, kind of using those factors. And then we know that that number, that income gap, is what we have to plug with money coming out of your retirement investments. It's a good solid way to make sure you're covering all the covering all the expenses that you're going to have and have enough income to be able to retire comfortably on. Absolutely. So that's going to help you not underestimate how much money you'll need. And it's going to help you know that there is an easier path to figuring some of this out. Now, the other piece of this that we mentioned was In a market downturn, if you're taking money out of your accounts, that can cause this perfect storm of problematic issues in your retirement. And what that is hitting on is an issue called sequence of returns risk. Now, we've talked about that a number of times before, but if you're just tuning in, sequence of returns risk simply means that if you have negative market returns, at the beginning of your sequence when you're withdrawing, so your sequence would be your retirement years, so negative returns towards the beginning of your retirement, and you're taking money out of the accounts that have the negative returns, then your losses are amplified because you've sold at a low and you never have time for that money to recover. Right. It's an irre- it's irrevocable it change. Is. You, can't, yep. you can't recover from it. You cannot fix that. So... 
in order to protect yourself against this sequence of returns risk, and I know that a lot of listeners out there right now are worried about that because of recent market volatility, to protect yourself against sequence of returns risk, it's really important to bucket your money. So we have a strategy that we work with called the bucket plan. And what we do is we isolate the money that you're going to need around the next 10 years or so. And we help you reinvest that into things that are more conservative and not so exposed to market risk. And then that's the bucket of money that we would intend for you to utilize and spend from over the next 10 years. It lets everything else that you have be in a later bucket, and the later bucket is going to have more market risk and more market exposure. But if you think about it, if if your money is in that later bucket and it's more exposed to the market, if the market goes down, but you don't have to touch that money for at least 10 years, you have time on your side again. So most retirees think they don't have time on their side anymore. They can't lose any of their money. But if you bucket your money like this, then that money in the later bucket, if it goes down, you have time for it to come back up and hopefully start growing again for you before you have to actually tap into it. Right. And while the money is secured and in a safer position, it's insulated from what happens in the market in your soon bucket, what you're using now for that first stage of retirement. Right. So if you want to make sure that you're protecting yourself against the possibility of having to go back to work during retirement, absolutely reach out and give us a call. We can help you strategize your income gap, and then we can help you set up a bucket plan to make sure that you've allocated your money in a way that helps prevent against this sequence of returns risk. If you don't want to have to do a budget, there's an easier way you can come help have us help you with <laughs> yes, that too. Exactly. <laughs> absolutely. All right, so if you are one of those people, though, that are spreadsheet junkies or you and the Excel program on your computer are the best of buddies, <laughs> and I know there's some of you out there because there's a couple people in our office that are like that, then we have a great tool for you. It's called the Strategic Retirement Budget Tool. So if you actually do want to do it the hard way or you really like working with spreadsheets, then you can come out to our website or you can request it through you know our, our website at sterkfinancialservices.com and we'd be happy to send you the budget tool that does a lot of the math and a lot of the work for you. Gives you a lot of those things that you don't think of, too, for yes. adding into the budget. Yeah, th- categories that you forget, like right. pet grooming. <laughs> <laughs> or getting your oil change done every quarter, things like that that are easy to forget about. <laughs> it's a great tool to utilize, and it's going to get you really dialed into exactly what you need to have on that budget. Absolutely. Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we are talking about reasons you might not be able to retire. That not is a big word in there. <laughs> Definitely some people don't like to hear. Absolutely. We want to focus on why you can retire, maybe even retire early. So to help you deal with some of those obstacles. Yes. And there are definitely obstacles. So one of the obstacles that faces people in retirement is their housing issues. So when you think about your housing in retirement, um, it's kind of interesting because when we get to be in our later years, we finally have the money to spend on our dream house. <laughs> <laughs> you can get the bigger house instead of that bungalow. <laughs> yep, exactly. And then you start hearing your friends talking about downsizing. <laughs> like you just, just got when to you that got point. It. <laughs> 
So what we see happen with with people that we work with is that a lot of times people will have that big dream house and they may still have a mortgage payment going into their retirement years, which as long as you've got the cash flow and the retirement assets to support that, that's totally fine. Now, it's obviously preferable to go into retirement without housing debt. But it's also fine to carry it as long as your assets support it. Right. Anytime you can get rid of debt before retirement is the best plan. Yes, for sure. So one way to get rid of that debt, if you don't want to carry it into retirement, is to downsize. And as people are downsizing, it's interesting what they start thinking about because it's not only the house itself, but it's the possessions that you have and all the stuff that you have and all the vehicles and toys and things like that. So downsizing really can be quite a process of letting go. It can be quite overwhelming, too, if you sit mm-hmm. down and decide that that's what you're going to do, and then you start looking at everything you have to do. Right. And, and when people are downsizing, one of the things that they tend to look at also is what city do they want to live in once they've downsized? So you might be used to living in the middle of a city, maybe a vibrant community, and you want to be there while you're working because it's close to work, it's a shorter commute, things like that. But for a lot of situations, that's a more expensive way to live. And if you're going to downsize and retire and you're not trying to commute into the middle of a city to work or something like that each day, then you really can be looking at less expensive suburbia right? or even some of the outlying communities, smaller communities, rural communities, where the cost of living is so much less than what you're used to right now. So you can actually a lot of times get a lot more of a house mm-hmm. for a lot less. Yep. So you don't necessarily have to downsize and make that a smaller house. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a tiny house. Just really cutting the expenses. <laughs> I have seen these things recently on the internet about these tiny houses. And I think, well, now that's the ultimate downsizing. That's pretty drastic. <laughs> yes. You really have to like your spouse to be that close all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's pretty tight. <laughs> so another thought when it comes to downsizing, too, is if you're not going to downsize at the beginning of your retirement years, then you might want to think about it maybe 10, 15 years after you retire. So enjoy the big dream house. Enjoy where you want to live you know, make the memories in the house while you are having the most energy and your most thriving part of your retirement. But when you do downsize, then downsize with your long-term health needs in mind. So a lot of people will downsize to a kind of a graduated, stair-stepped way of living. So independent living within a retirement community first, then assisted living And then if you need it in the future, maybe that can easily transition to more nursing care, nursing home, or something like that. So sometimes that'll be a factor into where you retire to as far as the city because you might Mm -hmm. want to keep keep an eye on the different places that you know, are more desirable than others. Yeah. And then another thing in terms of where you live is also airports. So what we see a lot of times is that our retired clients are spending the majority of their travel time flying to see kids and grandkids. And so if you're going to pick where you want to live and it's not in the same town as kids and grandkids, then proximity to an airport that has good, easy flight schedules is kind of a nice feature too. Right. And these are a lot of times things that people don't think about, but in all all in all, it'll simplify everything down the road. Yep, absolutely. 
All right, another reason that you might not be able to retire is if the investments you have aren't working for you as hard as they can be. So obviously we all want to get the best return on our investment dollars. There's no doubt about that. That's definitely a big factor to be able to help you to retire at the right time as well. (laughs) Most definitely. (laughs) And so there's a few things that chip away at the intensity at which your money has the ability to work for you. One of them is not checking for performance and quality on a regular basis. And the other thing is investment fees. So, you know, you hear a lot, if you're paying any attention in the investment world, you're hearing a lot about fees and fee disclosures and fiduciaries and things like that. And the absolute truth of the matter is fees make a difference. Right. And it's really surprising, actually, on how many people come in and we say, what are you paying in fees to your advisor for this product? And they really have no idea. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I think that that's a little bit of a black eye in the financial industry because I don't think that most financial advisors, I don't think that most firms are out there actually explaining all of the different fees inside of the accounts. And if you are working with a fiduciary like us or anybody that is a fiduciary, they should be disclosing all of the fees. So you do have a really clear picture of how the fees work inside your investments. Now, hear me saying this, and if you take nothing away from this part of the discussion, this is the most important thing to remember. Just because it's the lowest fee does not mean it's the best investment. Right. There are a lot of very low or no fee investments out there that are totally junky when it comes to their actual returns. So don't let the fee be the thing that makes the final decision, but let it be part of the discussion. Right. You have to understand why it's important if you are going to pay more what is the reason that you're paying more? Are you protecting from something? Are you protecting your assets? And then it might be worth it for a portion of your money. Right. Or are you paying for a service of some type? Right. You know, do you want to do it yourself? If so, there are a lot of good low fee options out there that you can do it yourself. But if you're going to need help, and, and let's face it, money is complex. Investments are not so easy to understand. And having a good retirement plan isn't something that you can just go whip out without any advanced knowledge of how retirement planning works. Right. It's a completely different bear from the years of accumulation. That's a lot of times when you can do it yourself and you Mm -hmm. can keep an eye on it because you're just accumulating. But when you turn on the retirement trigger, that's the big factor. Absolutely. And so it's worth it sometimes for certain people to pay fees in their investment planning because they want somebody to hold their hand and be their collaborator and their partner. They want a financial planner to be there with them on that journey. Right. To have that set of eyes on there and making sure you're on the right track or to help you get on track is the key what a financial planner is going to do for you. Absolutely. And Julie just led us right into the last point that we want to make about reasons you might not be able to retire. And that's not having a good plan. So a good plan for retirement is going to include a handful of different things. Number one, it's going to help you allocate your money in a way to protect against that sequence of returns risk that we talked about earlier. If your advisor is not talking to you about that, then there's a problem. Number two, it's going to help you forecast how much money you're going to need to carry you through retirement, including things like 
an inflated cost of living. As time goes by, things just get more expensive. Every year they get more expensive, and that's one thing that we see a lot of times that's not included in the planning. Mm-hmm. Number three, you've got to get your estate planning ducks in a row. There are legal documents that are going to help your family when you are no longer there or help them if you're no longer able to handle your own affairs. It is a gift to your family to get these things done. And when you are planning for your retirement, all of those pieces come into it together. And then the last piece of it is doing that performance checking on your investments. Investments are cyclical. Sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not so good. And what you bought 15 years ago might not still be the best thing for you. It might not be performing as well as it should. So performance checks, having somebody show you how it's doing compared to the rest of the investment world, that's an important piece of having a good, strong retirement plan. It's just like going to the doctor. You need that checkup to make yeah. sure you're still doing okay. <laughs> and that's exactly what you're doing with your finances too. It's like a physical. Yep. A finance <laughs> physical. I like it. <laughs> A lot less painful because, you know, you don't have to go to that doctor's office. There you go. (laughs) All right. So we've covered a lot of things about reasons that you might not be able to retire. Um, But we do have, for those of you who are interested, a seminar coming up. We have availability on January 29th and 31st for a retirement readiness seminar. So if these things are sparking an interest for you and you want to hear more about what to do to be ready, then join us at that seminar. Reservations are required, though, so you would need to reserve that through our website at Sterk Financial Services. We'd love to see you there and come learn a little bit about how to get ready for retirement. So these challenges do not make you say, oh, no, I wasn't quite ready. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stark. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sturk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.